Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today we're talking shit in the microphones because that's what we felt like doing today. <laughs> How was your week, Steven? Um, it's just been the same. Not good or bad, just kind of grinding right now. What about you? Uh, also about the same. Just grinding. Yeah, just trying to get shit done. Prepping up for uh, what's looking to be a very um, busy and profitable summer. Yeah. What What are you thinking about? Um, currently at this very moment or just in general? What do you think about this week? I've been thinking more and more about trying to re-kind of schedule my life. I almost said reformat, but that's not the right word. To scheduling in more time for art and also more time for exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that I don't have the time. It's that I usually like to spend that time doing nothing um, <laughs> that I have free and available. I like to sit on the couch or, um, or you know, drawing. That's another one I've been trying to doodle something at least once a day, if not every other day. Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, usually doesn't amount to much. It's usually something that's like, okay, that was cool. Maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I'll redo it. Um, but that's been a little something. What have you been thinking about? You so you're trying to prepare for war. <laughs> yeah, sure. Dude, I, <laughs> I feel it because when i'm not doing shit i i i don't want to do anything the last like so many years though i've become so um so momentum based if i stop moving it's like i i spiral really quick Mm -hmm. so i feel like i can't sit still anymore and some of that i don't think is like super healthy but if if I lay like on the couch too long, I start like feeling really miserable. I feel like I have to yeah. be uh, it physically or mentally preparing myself for battle where I, I feel like I'm a mess. I go through phases of that where it's like not, I don't know. It's like for, for a, a good month or so, I'll think that way. And then after that, it's like, fuck it. Yeah, shit, shit ain't happening, so I'm just gonna chill. I may also some some of it we've talked about it before. Some of it's definitely insecurities, but I also have a level of vanity where, like, uh, like I'm a picker, <laughs> like with acne or like with drugs. Like I, 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 I can sit in a mirror and just tear apart my face. For, for hours, dude. Like, totally, like, psychotic thinking. Just not able to stop myself. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with whether that's... Uh, I feel like part of it is wanting to be a better version of myself. And part of it may be fueled by not liking past versions of myself. But I, I will, like... I will be so frustrated with myself if I just sit still too long. Now that's interesting because I I have vanity in a in a different way where I um I think um like face feature wise I think I I'm I'm very attractive. I I like the way I look in the mirror um except for the rest of my body. 
in which I wish that I wasn't as fat as I was. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's on me. That's something I can actively change. But I get, do you feel, um, do you feel unmotivated or do you, is it just not a priority right now? Cause those are different things. I feel like it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, it's, it's, I would say it's definitely not the highest priority. It's more of a priority lately than it is normally for me. It's one of those, like, it was a priority for a, a long time, and and I didn't, and I was unmotivated to do something about it. And then I was, and I lost a bunch of weight, and then I moved up here, and I slowly have just gained it all back. Mm. And now it's like, uh yeah, I, I mean, it's not like it's uh, – yeah, I don't know. It's not really a depressing matter, I guess, for me. It's one of those like I'm not – if I, if I you know, walk outside my house and get hit by a bus tomorrow, like it's not <laughs> – It doesn't matter what, what weight you're at when you got hit by the bus. Exactly, yeah. It's not going to be like, damn, I shouldn't have had, you know, pizza last week, you know. Yeah. I feel it. Do you, uh, do you have a – concerns about uh longevity like i never never would have used to think about that i always i've always joked i've survived so many deaths my joke's always been like i'm i'm immortal i'm cursed to live forever you're cursed to live until you die i just can't can't die (laughs) yeah and now now i start to feel like fuck like i you know my lungs are fucked up my my nose is fucked up i can't breathe like shit like that where i'm like oh man i could see this getting uh pretty bad if i don't you know work to change some shit you know what yeah I mean? for me it was um the hurting my back at the end of last year i um that sparked a big thing in me where like i still feel like you know it's tight certain you know times i like certain movements i make um and I, that's been a bigger issue because I, I feel like otherwise I'm, you know, especially with modern medicine and whatnot, as long as I don't step outside and get hit by a truck, you know, I'm going to live to a pretty ripe old age and I don't want to be incapable of at least, you know, taking care of myself to a degree mm-hmm. once I get there. That's the main thing that I think about is like I don't want to, you know, be in a in a hospital and shit all the time because my health is so fucking is so fucked up. See, I, I honestly I feel like you're one of those people. I've seen you do it with, with quitting other shit. Like I feel like you could, if you really didn't give a fuck for like a long time, I could see you gaining a decent amount more weight, and then I could see you like all of a sudden one day being like, fuck it. And then, like, dropping all of it really quick. Like, yeah. not as, not like it happens right away, but I could see, right. like, making that switch without it being, like, like, before it, you know, is too problematic or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, um, one of the main, I think one of the main things for me, like, when the, when I first really got involved with trying to lose a bunch of weight was, um. I was going through some grief at the time. Um, it was 
I well, first I I had just broken up with my with the ex girlfriend at the time, and I felt a lot of weight taken off my shoulders because that was a really fucked up and toxic relationship. And now that and like after that was over, it was like oh, I can like be myself and I can like focus on me without having to like tend to someone else's every need. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and uh, and I did that for a minute. And I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really like full on it until, um, it was after my grandpa died my grandparents died and they, it was like a really sudden traumatic thing. So it was like, I needed something to some kind of an outlet and that turned into, um, biking a lot, uh, a lot, of, a lot of cardio and, um, the dieting wasn't even like it was all healthy diets. It was like mostly like you know lean meats and salads, lots of pickles, lots of pickles and olives. That was <laughs> okay. a, a that was a main snack food was pickles, olives, and then for something sweet, I would have like prunes. Okay, and uh, I, there was just a, just a, a memory that popped up. It has nothing to do with the rest of it. <laughs> Um, but anyways, it was like, there was tragedy that kind of sparked that influence or sparked that, you know, need to find something else to occupy my mind with. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't necessarily have that right now. Um, so it's, I, I don't, I don't have that kind of motivation. Yeah. That sounds like both the good and bad thing. Right, exactly. It's good that nothing tragic is happening in my life right now. I would I would rather I would rather be fat with a not tragic life <laughs> than than have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. We we need to do a, a steroid cycle together. Yeah. <laughs> Two buff trash cats. <laughs> do, right. do, do steroids and then just sit on the couch. <laughs> Dude, it is crazy though. Like the the studies on uh, certain chemical compound stacks, you'll shred and build more muscle than uh, someone working out, like <clears throat> with coaches. And like strict training regimens than some, like doing nothing. Mm. Like it's uh it's so crazy people don't understand like every fucking athlete, ninety percent of golfers, every fucking NASCAR racer, like any anyone you see that's famous. <laughs> the Rock just had some controversy because he won't uh, he won't publicly admit that he's still doing steroids. And one of his buddies who sells him steroids for like the last 20 years was calling him out like, dude, just admit like this is what you do. And he just won't do it. It's very interesting. That's salty. Yeah. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, but I but for I, I think he's a piece of shit for that. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's right? one thing to do it. It's another thing to, to lie about it. But it's saying like he's a it's a he's a huge motherfucker. There's no fucking way. I guess there's not there's not no fucking way. But it pretty is pretty much though. I mean, very few genetic exceptions. 
And then, like, you know, they have all those cheat meals and shit that go viral, like, online. And it's like, dude, like, so many kids think they can be like you. And you you have reinforced the idea of that for 30 years while taking drugs and lying about it. Like, that's that's garbage. It's also, he's getting a lot of deals in, like, kids' movies and shit right now. Like, he's the biggest movie star in the world right now. Yeah, if he, if he uh, admits that, he probably says goodbye to i don't think so no well, it, fucking it, shot at least he to could, a lot of the the kids movies and i know he's, i don't think so he could weather that storm that's the it's one of those things where like uh celebrities take no or you know just people with power take no responsibility because the the fact of the matter is if anybody can it's them and they just don't want to risk anything like they they don't want to they don't want to change shit they just want to make money can't really right? can't really argue with that. I can. I'll take their money. I'll fight <laughs> the rock. <laughs> I'll make the rock look like a pebble to a boulder. <laughs> the pebble. See, <laughs> that's so funny. God damn it. Um there was a issue with um there was a doping problem at the uh the Olympics this year. Every year. Every year. Um, well, here's a, here's a here's a funny one. Um, the um, a Russian team, if you remember, if you call a, f- a few Olympic cycles ago, they were um, like busted using like publicly using like the drugs and like they went back and like stripped a bunch of gold medals and shit like that because they had somehow yeah, but- managed to get by testing and whatever, and they were actually banned from competing in the Olympics. So yeah. for the last couple of years, the Russian, um, you know, teams, quote unquote, have been, you know, under a different name. They weren't like Russian teams. Right. They were like athlete or competitors from Russia or something like that, you know, yeah. um, or Olympic, Olympic competitors of Russia. And the uh, goofy thing was like one of the figure skaters was using um, – something and i i forget the the story with it was like it wasn't a like a super like yeah it, it wasn't like restricted everywhere kind of thing it was it's like you know not allowed in america or whatever dude you have to watch icarus because it, it's it involves the doctor who ran the russian doping protocol for 10 years and he talks about how he helped cheat the olympics and because of the documentary that those news stories came out that took the russians out of the olympics so like the documentary is like the whole root of this story and the figure skaters are the only athletes especially by the russians but for all the countries that don't take muscle building steroids but they still take uh, drugs that are banned and w- what's fucked up though is like the russians got busted for it because they are the worst for it like that like doing the most flagrant use and it was all everyone knew it was that they had an actual program for doping but the u.s and every other country is is doing it still just on a lower level but over 75% of the athletes in the Olympics are doping. It's every sport, including figure skating. It's just figure skating, it's less. 
pretty wild shit. Yeah, like they there was a 12-year-old girl in gymnastics that just popped for steroids. Oh, damn. Like, dude, it is fucked up, man. And I, I love steroids. <laughs> but it, it just can't. It, it's the duplicity. It's the line that, that makes it so fucked up. We just need uh, new world solutions. Because now there's, there's custom drugs that USADA can't test for. Like, you can get your own chemist to, to make things that are biologically identical to, to your hormones, you know? Isn't that basically what Tom Brady does? Uh, I have no idea, but I can't imagine he doesn't because he's stayed, you know, he's had such longevity in a sport that is punishing. He, um, I, yeah, I don't know so much about that. I know he's got like multiple like dietitians and whatever, all kinds of like very special like st- staff member that sur- staff people that like surround him and like monitor everything that goes into him and like his like everyday routine yeah is on a is on a watch kind of thing because i mean with how much money that he's you know been given and been guaranteed or whatever i i will say that that is part of it like these athletes it's not just their decision because they they are they are literally a money-making machine. They're a business to everyone in orbit around them, you know? Like, to have teams of people focusing on your performance at all times is an incredible stress, and everyone is willing to help you do whatever you need to to perform better and make more money. It's it's pretty, pretty wild. I can tell you that uh according to uh a google article um he drinks at least 25 glasses of electrolyte infused water a day some bc double a's that's pretty that's a lot of fucking water it's not that much 25 glasses of water you should be drinking at least a gallon or two a day which is 25 cups and he's an athlete he's sweating all that out you know what I mean? Okay, it's not that much. When you say a, a, a when I you picture a cup or when I picture a glass, I'm thinking of like a 16 ounce glass, like a regular glass that you drink from. That's not a fucking cocktail. I I do too, but I, the measurement is less. If you said eight cups of water a day, you know, or uh, you know, 25 cups of water a day, that would make sense. They don't say 25 cups of water. They say 25 glasses of electrolyte-infused water. They said actual glasses? Yeah. Okay. That that does seem a little... This man is pissing constantly. He's got to get all those steroids out of his system, bro. Literally constantly. There's always a little stream of pee coming out of Tom Brady. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just look at the field. You can see everywhere he was... (laughs) All right. Special special waterproof (laughs) pants. So health, all right, here's here's a switch up. Um this is something I I felt like a twinge of this feeling, and I, I know you would feel or like understand the feeling, so I thought it worth uh discussing a bit. You know, because we were talking about dissociative feelings, right? Yeah. You know that feeling when like it's often 
related to like tragic moments, but not always. Just those moments in life where like it's almost an out of body dissociative feeling where you're like so deep in your thoughts and you're at like a precipice of choice, right? Where you have to make a decision. And sometimes it's really clear, like, do I do this or do that? And you are choosing what you're going to do in life. And other times it's just like, almost just like being zoned out and you don't know what's going to happen, but you feel that there there is something being chosen. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think so. Can you be more specific? Um... Or give me like, an example. I can think of a a bunch. All right, here here's one that's I I have a couple that come to mind, but here's like a probably the easiest one to explain. I know as soon as you kind of get the deja vu of the feeling I'm trying to to poke at, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, like you mentioned, your grandpa. Um, at my grandpa's funeral. You know, I'm seeing, like, family members around me cry and stuff, right? Right. And it's like, you know, for me, that's something where it's really easy to, like, zone the fuck out. And I remember, like, just really looking around at the the architecture, the imagery of the church, because I, I fucking love that church. It was really beautiful. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I, I probably could cry right now. Like, I loved my grandpa. I disagreed with him a lot. And I don't know. I don't know how close we would have been later, like, as I got older. But, you know, I loved him. And I'm watching everyone I know in my life, like, cry, like, distraught. And I remember having a moment where it was like, I could show or express my feelings right now or I could choose to dissociate and feel them later because I didn't want Mm. to there where it's one of those moments where you're just kind of like zoned out and actively making a choice of which way you go with something does that make sense yes yes it does but it feels like there's no other timeline there's no past or present it's just kind of that moment in that choice and it feels like it's going to change a lot because it's yeah. it's a choice of who you're going to be or or what like i remember other times like going into to rehabs or doctor's office where it's like this you know this changes shit where it feels like you don't know how it's going to work out and you know it could some of those things could go really bad or whatever but do you know? Do you know that feeling? The, yes. The, the precipice. You're at the top of the hill, and you're choosing where the fuck you're going. Yeah, and and especially with loss, um, I feel like you know, um, particularly in that moment, that's a that is a a, a tough one because you know, it you think I I think rationally when you break it down, I know I remember a point where. Upon finding out what happened with my grandparents, I, um, I know I needed a minute to process it, I, more than a minute, but at least to kind of like accept that this is 
real and like what it means because it was so sudden. It was like, and the the violence of it. It was like I I don't I don't. It was hard to. I definitely cried that day, but it was like I I know it wasn't instantly. I know there was definitely a moment where I was like I need to I need to process I need to stay calm and like think about this for a, a bit first. And then I can get to that point, but I just wasn't there. And that was an, an active conscious decision to do that. Do you, uh, here's, I guess, I guess part of what I want to get at is in those kind of moments, do you feel like you were actively uh, choosing something like dictating your, who you were or your life? Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of empowering, even though it's like so, you're so removed from reality at the same time. Yeah. Like it's a very, like a weirdly selfish moment in a, I think I, in a moment where you need to be. I would, I feel like there's definitely times when, you know, you, I mean, even if, um, there's definitely been things where, uh, to bring it to a lesser degree or bring it to maybe a more a regular occurring thing is like, let's say you're um, really busy at work and you're expecting someone to come in that's going to make it easier or something. Like there's two of you on the line or something and, and you got um, one person that you know is coming, they're on their way or whatever. And then they – you find out, you know, like that, that time when they're supposed to, you know, eight o'clock rolls around and they're not there and you're like, okay. And, you know, you don't have time to like stop and call them and figure out like, hey, how come you're not at work right now? You just have to make that decision or you have to make the choice of like, am I going to get upset about this or am I just going to keep my head down and keep moving? Um you like, well, maybe they're late. And then you'd think like, you know, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, it's like, they're just not showing up today. And then I, I, I feel like that's a, a lesser degree, but it's probably a much more common kind of a situation of like. It is. I just don't know if it gets the same, same level of like, I don't know, dude, when I think back on I th- there honestly there's so much in my life I don't remember or is like just so blurry but I I really remember a lot of like really specific snapshots of choices right and sometimes it feels like it could have been so easy for things to go different ways right and then other times I can look back at those choices and like recognize how how much of a a fork in the road or turn in the labyrinth they really were like i i remember i remember times like like i don't know i don't i don't want to be negative but most of them are but i i just remember so many times where it's like this choice could change so much so quickly and it's it feels like you're not present in the moment but it is really 
all in your control sometimes too. So, I don't know. I I see. I guess maybe I'm thinking of something else because I feel the opposite about. I mean, at least the 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 examples that I, I'm trying to relate to, um, where I feel like I feel like I'm there and I'm I'm making. I feel like, and I also feel like I work, I operate well under pressure. Um, but I, I feel like I'm in the moment and sometimes I feel like I have a choice to make, but sometimes I don't have that option. Like in, in a situation where like, maybe, you know, I think I'm making the choice to like, I'm going to hold off on these feelings till later. Then I, instead I break down. Like I can't say, help say it. Say that again. Like instead, like in to insert myself into like for an example, if I insert myself into your situation, you use as an example, like maybe I'm feel like I'm consciously making the the decision to put this off till later and reserve my emotions for then, but instead I can't push it back, and I instead I break down. That's very interesting. And it's not I, – I feel like that's more with emotional situations. Um, and maybe it's, you know, you know, and especially in a grief scenario like that where it's much more of a, I guess, high stakes. Not really high stakes. That isn't the right terminology for that, but – Can be. Yeah. I, I, I remember like one specific day I'm leaving the gym, the YMCA. And I had done a crazy hard workout, hit the sauna. I'm dehydrated as fuck. I didn't drink my 25 cups of water. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting outside in Westwood, like, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and I remember just looking at the sky, and it was so fucking yellow. Like, it was just the yellowest sun, like, evening sky I can ever remember seeing. And it was just one of those feelings of, like, Am I gonna do this or not? Where you know what I mean? Where it was there was nothing high intensity happening, but it was like, fuck, am I gonna like live or die? Am I gonna try or not? Am I gonna like just those thoughts where it's I don't know, it where it you're at a precipice of change in your life. You know? Like do you have even if it's not the simple like do you I, you have to have some. There, there has to be a moment in your life where you were very close to doing something crazy or reckless, and, and there you had to decide if you were going to or not. Right? Yes, that's like that. I can't think of an example that's. I can't think of a specific example, and at least not one that I, I want to talk about on the podcast. But sure. Um, for sure, I've had that. And do you know that feeling though, where you're almost like zoned out, like nothing else is existing except you in this this moment or thought? It only in the way that it absolutely just lasts a moment. Never, never usually enough to like. Once I start contemplating and thinking actively, it's. It's been too long, and I usually steer myself away from um, at least a negative decision that's, you, you know, like life-altering in a negative way. 
Okay, here's a question. In a heavy, it doesn't have to be a choice moment, but in a heavy thought moment, um, do you, I was going to say, I was going to say, do you get stuck? But I don't feel like it's get, getting stuck. For myself, I feel like sometimes, whether it's an argument in a relationship or like an intense choice or trying to like solve a problem, I, I don't feel like it's that I get stuck, but I, Sometimes I could be like sitting, standing, whatever, and I could just be like meditating in thought on it, whether whether I'm doing something else or not, where it's like mm -hmm. I'm trying, I'm running simulations, trying to understand like what the fuck I'm feeling or what the fuck I need to do or not do. You know what I mean? That I, yeah, that one I definitely relate to. But it sounds like it's more of a a logic process. Yeah, there's a lot of like pros and cons going on in my head. There's a lot of um, you know playing playing a little bit of chess, trying to plot out like, okay, if I do this, how does that affect? Or you know, if I want to take this this action, what will I have to address afterward? What you know, what is the repercussions of that that I have to deal with? Or if I, if I want something specific, how do I actually get that way or get to that direction? That is much more organized thinking than mine in, in those kind of – maybe that's part of the reason you don't – sounds like maybe you don't have the same like dissociative effect on those choices because you're more actively working through them. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Like I feel like um, – Like this, an easy example would be like a an intense relationship fight, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I've gotten much better at it, but I'm really bad for like, I I have a fucking nasty temper, but I'm pretty good at, um, you know, um, uh, like a partner relationship. I'm pretty good at not not letting that part of myself out there, but I do have to often kind of like shut down where it's not that I'm not trying to continue the conversation, but sometimes I need to like stare at a wall for like 15 min minutes before I can figure out what I'm going to say next. And it's not like I'm thinking like you were saying of, I should say this or express myself this way, or this will make this person feel this. It's more like, like a flood of emotions I have to like sort through. Okay, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. I'm not sorry, I'm not I can't relate to that one. I feel like it'd be kind of I feel like it'd be nice but kind of shitty in a different way to to have to go through those kind of things organized. Opposed to just feel Yeah. More more feely. There is so the last like really big relationship fight that I that the one that comes to my head um is one where I ended up it I was in a position where like I could just leave right now. I I everyone says this, but I literally did nothing wrong. I um the reason she was mad was because I pulled up to pick her up from the front of a Walmart. Uh, we went in there to buy beer together and she wanted to 
while I was paying for it, she realized she didn't have her ID on her. So she was going to go out the, the exit by the plants. Um, and so she could look, she wanted to look at plants anyways. So she was going to walk through and do that while I was paying for beer in case they carted us or whatever. We were like 23 or 24. Yeah, I remember this. And she, uh, I walked as I walked outside and I walked past the, the garden entrance and she wasn't there. And I'd parked around back around the side of the building. So I thought maybe she's back at the car already and she wasn't. So I got in the car and I drove back around front and I didn't see her out front. So I did a loop and I figured this is better anyways because now she doesn't have to cross the street or, you know, cross the parking lot to get on, get in on that side of the car. Now she's getting in, you know, pulling up with the passenger door right in front of her. I pulled up and she was mad at me because I didn't see her and then she kept calling me, uh, uh, you know, saying I was, I didn't have any common sense and I was, I wasn't, I don't think about my actions and shit like this. And I trying to explain to her what happened. And, and then, uh, I did snap and I said, can you shut the fuck up for a minute so I can tell you what happened? And, and she, then she got violent and, uh, I pulled over and she got out of the car and I had a moment there where I could have, and I should have. Uh, he had just driven home. Yeah. Um, instead I, I, uh, first I, I went up to her, I drove, we were like a couple, like less than a uh, hundred yards from her house. So I drove up to her house and I sat there for a minute thinking maybe she's just walking. She's going to walk it off and then we'll talk, we'll talk. She didn't come back. And, um, but meanwhile, in, in my head in that moment, I'm going through all these things of like, how do I, how do I approach this from here? I'm like absolutely upset. I'm like, I'm, I'm angry, but like, I can't leave this fucking idiot to fend for herself right now. Um, so I went, um, I went back and I tried to, tried to find her. And I, I just, I, in that moment, I'm just thinking of like all the, the emotions that I was dealing with, but I was trying to logic out if I do this, then this is the repercussions of this. And this is how I will try to handle this. And it, it was very structured and organized the way that I. That sounds stressful. Though. It, it was, but I, that's just, I, I prefer that. It's less stressful to me to have to go through and sort things like that. See, I, I remember some, some kind of high stakes ones. Like, honestly, there's a lot that come to mind where, like, I ha- like having a syringe in my arm, and it's like, do I pull this plunger or not? Or like, mm-hmm. I got nothing like that. Yeah, or like, are we gonna rob this dude tonight or not? And it's like, it's, but like. The car stuff, like all those things are so, um, they're so high intensity, right? Like, yeah, it, it's, it's the same shit in a different way. And it feels like how you, I don't know, sometimes it feels like you go through that process, whether it sounds like our processes are kind of different, but we have like, whether it's a self-defense mechanism or whatever, we have a way 
of thinking where like our minds kind of working on a different like cycle than normal to help you solve a problem in life, right? Yeah. Does that and then what I've my big take from it is though is just that I feel like those moments can be so empowering or like out of our control completely at the same time and it just in reflection just feels like life is just so fucking weird like those moments could have gone so many different ways that argument at Walmart could have gone a hundred different ways whether you made a choice for it to go that way or not right right and in theory can change a lot really quick like it might not have been high stakes yet and maybe that's in part because you addressed it with really organized thinking and kept your cool you know what i mean well it, it definitely you learn a lot through retrospect too um you say it gives you something to you can look back on but it and like what do you learn like what, i'm that's, what, what i learned was if and, and i should have taken from the cue that whenever she would ask me stuff like what like that that's what i was i kept trying to get a, a word in edgewise because she kept saying like what were you even thinking and like kept repeating that and i kept trying to tell her and then she'd interrupt me with more insults no and but like so what i what i take from that is is you know what i should have done instead which was not say anything go up drop her off at her house take the beer and go home but that's like very micro or like specific to that situation like when let's say 20 years from now we're looking back on well, life and our, our our choices and mistakes and i'm thinking about here's some crazy shit i almost did and i don't know why or why not it went this way and right. you're looking back at well, at the time, would have been an important relationship. And it's like, why did it go or not go this way? Like, what the fuck's the takeaway? Because for me, I keep kind of coming back to, like, I learn more about myself, but I feel like I learned less about life because it's just like, this shit's weird as fuck. And, it, like, so many things could have gone different, better, or worse. Let, let me just, let me more generalize what what I stated a minute ago. So... What I what I took away from that, and I think one of the bigger lessons I learned from that was you can control you, you can't control someone else's actions, but you can control your own reaction to those rea- those actions. Yeah. So I feel like that was the that was my biggest takeaway from that. And it wasn't that I didn't have you know lessons in that before, but that was the biggest. That was it was like a like she was like grabbing at the steering wheel and scratching at my face, and it was like. So many things in this could have been avoided, but also it was a that was the catalyst to me actually like leaving her was because of because uh, like it had never gotten that it would never been like a there's definitely a lot of emotional and like verbal abuse kind of shit, but it was never like a physical in that way, and that was a big eye opener for me in that way. But it was a uh, it's something that I I think I carry with me going forward i my reactions in that moment 
led me to, I, I mean, I, I later regretted the way that I handled that somewhat in, in a way that going forward, I remember that. I get, I, no, I get what you're saying and I'm with you. Like that's, that's where I guess I feel the, the conflict those because I, I, when I look back on a lot of the choices, I feel empowered. Like I didn't always make the right choice, but I mm. made enough to to you know get the, the the luck of the dice to be where I am or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know what You're I mean. Here. Yeah, Sh- sure. Um, but there's always that element of like, what if you know during that altercation in the car, you know, you cross over the double yellow and your life's totally different. Right. You know, it, it, there's that element of like as empowering or as much choice it feels like we have in those precipice moments. There's also like a level of like, this could have been completely different regardless of what the fuck I did or didn't do. Right. It, you know, it's all existentialism and some some free speech shit going on there or not free speech <laughs> free will shit <laughs> that's the first amendment shit right there dog fuck yeah brother <laughs> god damn it that's it that's some free will shit that's some um you know regardless of choices you make sometimes uh sometimes you walk out front and you get hit by a truck that fucking bus coming yeah it's, it's gonna come for you but that that is where it's it's really tricky because it's I don't know I I really do feel like the more I learn about myself the less I understand about what what we're doing right being here I know what I'm supposed to do more but I don't know I don't know what else is going on around me I feel like I used can I give like, you, can I tell you a secret no one yeah. does a lot of people think they do, though. Yeah, but no one and does. And it gives no one it gives them a level of assurance. Like I was thinking about that today, dry or yesterday actually, driving through Price Hill. I'm on West Eighth, and it's sunset. Right? No, there's I'm I'm a sucker for sunsets. It's okay? beautiful sunset on West Eighth. Oh, it boy. was a the fluffiest clouds, pink with blue tinges. No, here's the, the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, though. My brakes aren't great because I I'm I'm gonna change it myself, and I keep putting it off. So mm-hmm. I got sketchy ass brakes right now, and everyone drives 25 over the speed limit. <laughs> yep. it is Mad Max. <laughs> it's a war zone, dude. And dude, I got I got charges. I, I don't drive over the speed limit. I will get pulled over. I have DUIs. They will pull me over. So yep. I'm driving slow as fuck i'm just chilling and everyone's like trying to fight to get around me and shit i'm like fuck you i'm just chilling i'm I'm watching the sunset and i remember thinking to myself if i was on drugs or this was five years ago i would think this is beautiful and i would feel really like zen or in i would feel like this is how i'm supposed to feel in this setting right and this time driving down West 8th, I was like, this place is fucking ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- like, think of all the places in the world. Like, the, imagine the, ma- the world. The, the veil is gone. <laughs> yeah, just like, imagine the world with no, damn, see, they're racing on my street right yeah. now. 
Imagine the world, no people on it. And you have to like come into the world any place at random, right? Now, mm. imagine coming in to the a Midwestern hilly plains area, nature overgrowing. No, in our timeline, it's just drugs and dirt and smog and people racing in steel vehicles. There's car wrecks everywhere. There's a cop wandering through the street chasing somebody. Like, this this is not like the beautiful earth I would want to be on. Yeah, this is probably so, homie. This is my hood. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... Uh, it. I used to be able to like feel a level of uh confidence or assurance, like, you know, I know what I'm doing, and it's like more and more I feel like, no, I know who I am, but I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% do. It's like the place that we're in. Just the more familiar with ourselves, the the stranger the place around us is. I mean, that's like the whole point of science, isn't it? Is to like try to unlock um, that that knowledge of like on a on a grand sense of like what's physically going on around us, but just continue continues to open more and more doors. I think you get assurance from that. I think. Oh, well, it's not, it's not even that I get assurance from. I mean, in the same way that like some people get it from religion or whatever. It's true. When when. Um, it's like lost where you know one one mystery may get answered but then you get three more and there's just like all this other shit that's like well what the fuck's happening with that then or do you like, feel that do you feel like you have more questions opening in life or do you feel like you've narrowed the doors down i'm not sure if it's that i feel like i've narrowed the doors down or if I've just stopped giving a fuck about things that I can't control, or I've I've, I've stopped I've stopped giving a fuck about things that I can't know the answer to. Okay, help, help me figure that out. With so so with in your like choices. there are certain things where in life you have control over, um, particularly like I, like I said earlier, you have. You have control over the way that you react to other people and the re- way that you react to other things. You can control that. Um, some people easier than others. Um, the what what you don't what you can't know is what other people will do or what other people. What you don't know the actions of other people. You don't know the motives of other people. You don't know, you know what's going on in their life to the point where they're doing some dumb shit right now. Um, so rather than, I don't know, that's, you know, mostly on people, but even like on a grand scheme of like why we're here and shit like that. It's like, it's, it's questions that like, it's not, I'm very aware of these things that I can't, I don't know and I can't know. And it, you know, but I can focus on what I what I'm doing and what I'm why I'm in the situation that I'm in. I agree. You said a moment ago, though, you felt like I'm gonna mess up how you phrased it. But the the more you know with yourself, the more questions it opens. No, well, that's you know, I I was kind of speaking uh, hyperbolically where it's it's. 
you know, the more you look at, you know, um, the more you look into like, well, why is this person the way they are or why or what are they doing? You know, you start to you get sucked into different things where like, you know, I don't I'm trying to think of a good example to, to go off on. Like, why do you know, why is Price Hill the way that it is? You know, why is it really shitty and dirty? And it's, you know, you you open more questions than you need to really answer when really the, the answer is because people suck. And you can just you can stop there. You don't need to go on a detailed, you know, breakdown of why certain things are shitty or certain things are, I don't know, better. But you can you can usually chalk it up to a a, a quick summary based on your own experiences. Yeah. I, because I, it would take too much too much effort and time in your own part to really break apart the mystery of. See, I I don't. I think you may feel similar uh, with a lot of things like why is Price Hill shit? It's definitely not a mystery. It, <laughs> like <laughs> I know what you mean, but it sounded funny to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 kind of it for me. It feels like intuitive. Like I may not have the the organized thinking, but I can feel a million different reasons. Like that this is the way things are around mm-hmm. us. Yeah. But the more in tune I feel with myself, the more uncomfortable those outside places feel. Like I it's just because you're more aware of them. Um it's more like I don't feel like I can ignore them. Like I I can't I can't hide from anything anymore. And I, I feel really bitter with like everywhere. Like I don't I don't think there's anywhere I really want to be. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. Like um, I, I don't I don't give is, a fuck is this, about any anywhere. You know what I mean? Would you say this is more of a revelation or maybe less of a revelation, but more of a turning point that's gotten stronger since you've been sober? Definitely. I mean, I've, I think I've gotten less aggressive over, you know, in my 20s, but um, more, uh, I don't know if it's bitter or just, uh, like, I don't, I don't feel bitter or frustrated anymore. I just don't want to fuck with anyone or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to do my own shit because it makes me feel fulfilled like it's i'm fulfilling a purpose within myself and i i just care less about what's going on uh the other day sarah she always makes fun of me as soon as i get on my laptop which i'm typically charging on the bedroom floor as soon as i sit down with it i'm gone like Mm. i I will i i lay on a wood floor and i'll be on the on the floor for six hours doesn't matter what weird position I have to tie myself into like if I'm reading, writing, making art, recording a shit trash podcast. <laughs> like I don't need anything else outside of myself, and it it feels kind of lonely because I'm not fucking with people or experiences so much. But um, I don't feel like I need 
things outside of myself as much anymore for for better and worse yeah i was gonna say can i be honest with you that's how i feel for as that's how i felt for as long as i can remember there was definitely you more definitely of like a were, yeah social obligation I felt when I was younger to like oh we're going doing this this weekend we're going out to you know David's place or whatever, but it was I'm I've always been in a way that I'm very very content just being alone. I and, can like and, suddenly in my, or at least that a it, lot more now. <laughs> yeah, and like not even so much just alone, but like in my own world with my own people. Like yeah. the very close few mm. that like I'm I'm totally fine with just doing that and like not being like going out and like absolutely not meeting new people, heaven forbid. Yeah, I like meeting new people on the internet, not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like I like messaging strangers about random shit online. Like I'll keep pen pals of people I have no idea. I dude, when I was this sounds creepy as fuck, but I promise it wasn't. <laughs> when I was when I was like fifteen, I pen palled with a dude that lived on a boat in the Florida Keys, mm-hmm. just traveling from little island to little island like a homeless boat person. He would clean other boats for money and shit, and we like pen palled for half a decade. Like, never anything creepy, but it was we, it was like right after Tony killed himself, and his brother did the same kind of shit, and somehow through like fucking MySpace or some weird chat rooms, I was fucking around on. Like, I made a, a Florida boat friend. The Florida boat friend, <laughs> <laughs> and we message like message for like five years. Like, I like talking to. Even if it's people I disagree with, but I don't want them to be part of my life. Like, right. I don't want to actually give a fuck about them. Yeah. It's like a form of theft. It's like you're you're stealing thoughts and ideas and emotions from each other, but you're not uh, offering as... Emotionally it invested. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's... That's another hard one is, like, when I, when I am in a relation, you know, like, when I meet new people and whatever... There is, there is a a very fine line I think between, like I know you because of, like I've met you one time and I've talked to you before, and I actually you know enjoy talking to you. There's there's a a margin there that I think for usually a lot of people there's a, a wider gap. But usually it's like, if, if I actually enjoy talking to you, we'll talk more. Like I'll seek that out. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, try to, you know, make plans or something like that. I will, I will go, go extra miles to spend time with people that I I like, but half true. That's yeah. Because like you said, you, you, you're very okay with it being mostly your internal world and you've said before like you're it's hard it's not that you don't want to it's just harder for you to reach out to people because you're doing your own thing right well th- there's that but is, if i yeah. do like if i feel a kin a, a kindred ship with you know somebody if i feel like a um like there's something there whether it's like just a friendship usually less less often a friendship 
Um, but more often, like, you know, you're somebody I'm interested in. Sure. Like, it's very easy for me to go to to turn turn that around and, and want to spend time with a, a person. But more often than not, I'm not even in a situation where I'm going to be – I'm not even putting myself in a situation where I'm meeting new people. Like that, that's that's where it is. Really like, well socially. Do you, do you feel like you're missing out on no, more external experiences? No, I've met people. Most of them suck. Sure. Most of them disappoint me. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I I don't know. I definitely don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I have felt that before in the past, and then I you know talk myself into going out and hanging out with people or whatever, and then I just get sick of it. Like within, you know, an hour or so, it's like, this is dumb. If it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going there, if I'm going out with like people that I'm already friends with, even then sometimes, like, unless we're like close friends, it's like, this is cool and everything, but you know, this is, I had a, uh, the fucking Super Bowl party a little while ago. And, um, at one point, um, someone said, Hey, I'm sorry, we're, you know, probably going to take off early, you know, their partner had to work really early in the morning and they're like, we're probably going to take off. And I was like, that's all good. I was already trying to figure out how I'm going to tell all these people to get the fuck out of my house by 10 o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and sure enough, like they had to, someone had to move to let them out. And then they were like, well, you're probably going to take off too. Like, and then, then yes. suddenly Cheap everyone's reaction. like, all right, cool. That's probably, yeah, it's probably time to take off. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told them, like, I, I openly addressed the room. They're like, oh, sorry. I feel like we're all bailing on you. And I was like, no, no, that's totally cool. I was already trying to figure out how to get people to fuck up out of my place. <laughs> like, I like, I enjoy having people over 100%. I love hosting parties in my own space. I like doing that with people that I know. That's totally cool. Um, but like, it cu- only a couple hours in, and it was already like, this could end now. So that's where I'm at. Can I spin? Yes. Um. All right. So, for better or worse, if we're both kind of turtling into interior worlds right yeah (laughs) there's no worlds left to conquer out there it's it's all inside right it's all from the all from the perspective of the keyboard sure do you feel like there's do you ever feel like there's something missing in the sense of like for myself i feel this i wish I wish there was like a great war or challenge in our life we had to conquer. Does that the feeling of that, not necessarily the reality of that, but like I wish there was that end mission in the game. There was like something all the preparation was for or or the thing the like that obvious challenge. You know what I mean? Opposed so, to so you're you're banking on World War Three. You're hoping for it. Honestly, I would hate uh, a global warfare by country. But if I knew <laughs> at seventy years old I had <laughs> to 
to fight another 70 year old man to the death and then it, that was how we found out if we gotta live for 10 more years in the nursing home or not i i would love that i would love um you know like there's so many like unexpected like insidious kind of challenges in life those those moments of choice kind of thing or like the randomness of it but knowing there was like the you know the great battle ahead would feel very clarifying you know what i mean it's i i understand somewhat but i don't i don't partake in that desire or that 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 feeling for that need of that or the the, the wish of that i you don't want to go to war with me, comrade? <laughs> no, I'm good, dog. See, I, I feel like I focus too much already on, like, the everyday struggle of tolerating and dealing with the bullshit of other people. Like, the the, the thing that, like, I can't do Does things that I want that to do or things that I feel like I should be able to do because of other people. Does- um. Do you feel that that strongly? I feel it enough. Yeah. I feel it enough that it's definitely like um I mean even even on a small scale of like I try to make you you know you make plans around like I don't want to go to, you know, the whatever fucking grocery store right now because everyone's getting out of work right now and they're all going to be there and it's going to be a fucking madhouse and I don't want to do that. Or, you know, in a way, there's just goofy shit like that. Like, uh, part of it's just avoiding people to avoid. God, dude, you're really confusing, though, because... I don't know, man. Because, all right, you... Anytime... All right, this is something I've noticed over the course of this podcast, okay? Uh-huh. You have made far more definitive statements that people suck, right? Yes. I, I used to want... To genocide the whole world, right? Like, I, <laughs> including myself, everyone should fucking die, right? Mm-hmm. I take a very strong stance at this point that people are 50-50, even if I don't actually believe that's the actual breakdown. I, I've noticed through the podcast, you very much go to people fucking suck, mode Mm. but you're also the one who believes much stronger than me that you're in it all together you're in the same hallway of life and i know you would on 99 times out of 100 if that stranger who annoyed you so much at the grocery store asked for help you would show more compassion that is very split you're split dude that, that well, I feel like I'm I'm split, but I feel like it's on a macro micro. Yeah, I don't know if way. it's. A, I'm not necessarily saying it's bad, but I, yeah. I I I'm picking up that there's a there's there's a friction there for you. Um, not in a way that I feel any kind of confliction on it. I just I have. I mean, we it's we've discussed before. Like, if I do something nice for someone, there's, I mean, it's. The, especially for someone I don't know, it's for me, you know, we all do that. You know, when you, when you help out a stranger, you're doing it for you, for that I was, feeling of the pat on your back kind of thing. See, I was just about to ask, why would you help someone you hate? See, for me, I don't and feel like And that's the thing ever... is I don't feel like I hate 
people as a well, gen- as a general. That might have been worded strong, but that's basically. I don't the care. I don't of, care to spend time in the company of most people. Well, they they annoy you. Most Even people, it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hate might have been stated strong, but, right? All right. If I were to, I've definitely done it a few times, but more times than I, more times than not, I'm driving right by the the poor fucker. But I've helped this stopped and pulled over to help someone with car troubles before, right? Right. Um, I would never think of doing that for myself because I don't feel like I get anything out of it. I feel like I lost my, I had lost time. I lost patience. I likely am frustrated by them. I feel like I only did it because I wanted to help them. And I feel like you're the, it sounds like you might feel that in reverse. Well, no, I, I think actively in the moment, I feel like I want to help this person. But realistically, like you said, I lose more than I gain. I lose yeah, time. I lose, definitely. you know, the, I found that out about, you know, mostly uh, getting people's cars unstuck from the snow in a shared parking lot in a, in a, par- in a apartment complex. We um, had part of this decision previously about how it all goes back to like selfishness. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I was saying. There, there's a certain level of like, you see someone that's like clearly can't get their fucking car out of the snow. And it's like, if I'm late for work, I ain't stopping to fucking help. So, or if I, I know it's, if I can't, if it's one of those, like, if I'm, if I feel like I'm going to be just a minute late or something, that's whatever. If, if it's like, they are, Desperate, but then sometimes, I, and most of the, I would say most of the times I've tried to help someone in this exact kind of scenario, you think it's going to be like, all right, cool, let me help real quick, I'll push you, whatever. And then it ends no. up becoming a, you know, 15 minute long ordeal. Drive me, drive me to my crack dealer and help me pick up my baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of shit like that. And you're like, I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't have the energy for this. And, and I've definitely, like I said, in that moment, there's definitely the thought of, I just want to help. I want to help this person. They look like they need help. I, you know, imagine it was me and I needed help. I would want someone to stop and help me. I never yeah, expect definitely. anyone to do that because I'm no. a pretty, you know, wide frame looking, healthy, strapping young man. So I could <laughs> probably fucking, you know, don't need help with shit. And I don't expect other people to stop and help me for shit. Um, but if someone looks like they need help, there's definitely that thought in my head where I could probably help them. And then once again, that rolling, you know, yeah. thing of, of the organized outcomes and thoughts. Yeah, organized yeah. thoughts come in and it's like, do I really want to do that? Or is it, you know, is this trying to, you know, uh, verbally, uh, or not verbally, uh, um, ocular pat down the situation. Does it look like it's going to be something that turns into a whole fucking ordeal? You right. know, do I actually want to do that? Do I, you know, let's say it turns into an hour long, like well, I got They need someone to, to help them do a thing. And for, for the next 45 fucking minutes, do I really want to do that? Nah. You know, I want to help them in a way that's convenient to me. Sure. Here's the question though. I think what I might be getting at a little more is 
as much as you, it sounds like uh, we both do, we feel kind of unconcerned with a lot of what's happening with other people right. and, and the world, right? Um, but, and it, and as frustrating as you find people, I think you, I think you definitely have a level of, of belief in, in people or, or you wouldn't want to help them or you wouldn't feel like you're in it together in the hallway. I think it more falls into the, 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 we're all in it together in the hallway, I think is more of a philosophical view of like, Humanity. yeah, we're just, we're all on the same spinning rock, whether we like it or not. But that's kind of the same thing at a macro, right? Well, yeah, but what, what I'm saying in a, in a, in a micro sense though, is me. And I, I feel like the, I, um, I'm trying to think of the the the, the way you, you just phrased it made me realize a thing. Um, the the faith that I have is less in humanity and more in myself, and it's one of those "be the change you want to see" kind of thing. Like if if people that I don't know if people that weren't shitty decided like you know what everyone else is 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 all assholes why why don't i should just i'll just be an asshole too then then that's you know you know that's just that's giving up entirely one on yourself um but yeah also you're giving up on humanity in that way um so i i guess i i that's usually i think the frame of mind I, that i try to would put that in is that I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I, you know, I, I don't want to be the asshole. What if, what if you were, um, the people's king, right? You're, you're, (laughs) you're leading the march down the hallway, right? Like half the world believes in you. And your way of seeing things and the change that you wish to be, you know, other people are inspired by that and they're following you, right? That is the hope that people no, he- that people are, you know, when you when you help someone that sure they pay it forward kind of thing. And they often don't, but sometimes right. they do. But let's say you're you're God King Ricky the Third, right? And half the world has decided to hail you as their great leader. Mm-hmm. What what do you do when confronted by the opposing force? The, the other the other 50-50 split of trash people that will always fight you and try to tear down your great nation. <sighs> this is a fun hypothetical, Stephen. What what level of war would you go to? For peace, <laughs> you're talking about on a global scale. Half the planet uh, I, is really, inspired and, and and fueled by me. I'm really like, you just mean the people in the hallway. A, yeah, just on an interpersonal level. Like, what do, what do you do if like you you feel like you can make the 
a change or be a positive force and and you're met with resistance like what level do you fight because i feel like the our, our retreat into internal worlds or like chilling on the couch doing our thing mm-hmm. works really great when it's only affecting us or our world like it's all fair that's it's our world we yeah do what the fuck we want but if if we were a a leading or opposing force in, in that i don't know i i mean i feel um, like it's it's not like i want to wage warfare against you know people that that don't want to be you know we are and more against against the churches the lying politicians <laughs> russia china um, okay so i feel like even then you know the 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 idea is to you know it's it's like what is my concern if someone doesn't see things the way that i do if it's holding me back from from something from me being the person that's that i want to be that's what i'm saying it'll hurt you or or the people the half of people you believe in right like there's powers it's basically like standing up truth power whatever like there there's i mean i i'll, I'll stand by my convictions and I, i'll i'll but it's not like i'm I don't know, like, no one's, like, oppressively holding me back, though. I feel like that's probably fair. I mean, I... I, I feel that way for myself, too, but I, I think we also both feel like maybe half the people we would consider on the more righteous side of morality a lot of people maybe less fortunate than ourselves get fucked over a lot and it's like you try to be i don't know a force against bad shit but yeah and i mean honestly like you can you can go toe-to-toe with shit like that but i mean truthfully the the best at least in my experience, I, f- I feel like the best way that you can combat shit like that is by educating other people to 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 be better people or trying to show show you know lead by example of being a not shitty person. And it's obviously not a quick game changer, but I've always quick- held the. I was going to say quick changes are band-aids, usually. Yeah. I've always held the belief uh, there's always this, you know, debate. I don't don't want to, like, necessarily speak about shit I don't know too much, but I'm just kind of talking about the idea of it. There's often the debate on whether... um, like the two paths of change, right? People mm-hmm. talk about should it have been Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 more peaceful, thoughtful approach being the change, 
or the more aggressive approach, right? right? I'm not speaking about those two gentlemen at all, but just those ideas of cha- how to change shit. Right. And I feel, especially in politics today, there's always an argument over which route political groups decide to go, and they're often criticized for whichever way they didn't go, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I I've, I feel very strongly you have to have both. That that maybe one way was never going to be enough on its own, and that it takes like it so many of the the changes that have happened or that will or will not happen in our lifetime take so many such a collective of people stronger than individuals that things have to happen on both a like peaceful leadership level. An aggressive battle level. Right. Does that make any sense? And, you know, shorter term, many small aggressive changes over, over a length of time while, you know, a slow, you know, change is happening in the background kind of thing Mm -hmm. that, that does lead to success. It just it takes a long time. Lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's generations and, and basically, you know, you're you're weeding out the change. It, it's generations of of people who you know, whether it's people who oppose the change or people who can't get with it kind of thing, or you know, whatever, you're 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 weeding that out over generations. And it's not just, you know, until because, you know, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this, you know, we, we were talking about like, like, what do you do? Like, how do you punish? You, know, you don't punish people for thinking a certain way. You you hope to reform them. That's what the whole thing about like prison supposed to be is like or try to like help people like recover kind of shit or so like you don't. You can't execute people for for you know it's not eye for an eye kind of kind of shit. It's educate. It is, it is complicated though because yeah. we've, we've also had the discuss, discussions. We both believe in like compassionate treatment, but there is a line like, what do you do with the person who adamantly will never change and they've killed twenty five kids? I mean, obviously, you know, obviously, yeah, you hold people accountable. It's hard. You know, um, in, in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. So I would it be fair to say it seems like you're more drawn to the route of being n- no specific issue, being the change you want to be. Right. And I may be more drawn to making the change I want to be. Yeah. I, I want the war. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I want to die fighting for something. I don't even think it fucking matters what it is. I just want that conflict. You know what I mean? Now, like I, I feel that deeply. That's an somewhat interesting to me, but probably not in the way that you think. Um, that's one of those things that I've often thought about, you know, when you start to feel existentialist. And um, I, I'm going to go ahead and 
I know my my parents sometimes listen to the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and tell them now. You you might want to tune out for some of this bit. Uh, so <laughs> so I I think about my own death sometimes, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's one of those like. I mean, I guess like dying in my sleep would be the best. Is is the, that's like the the goal for me. It's like don't realize it happens kind of thing. Like that's that's the thing. But even then, it's like there's so much. You deserve better, bro. I, I'm I. It's like I want a little bit of fanfare. Something Dude, I don't who doesn't want to die a martyr, right? I don't want to die a martyr. You don't want to die fighting for something. No. In a holy war. <laughs> you, you don't want to die. The anti holy holy war. Yeah. Um. No, I'm good on that. I'm, I'm good but not. I'm. I'm good feel, not dying by combat. Sure, uh, but I don't even know if I'm uh, like I don't want to die fighting for the United States. I don't want to die in like I definitely a real wanna, don't want to die war. fighting for a for right. a government. Yeah, or a company. That's the oh future. Corporate warfare. <laughs> Corporate warfare. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening, bro. They got spies. But uh, you know what I mean. I, there's part of you that feels it, or you wouldn't have said what you just said because you do you. Like, there is something romantic or inherently meaningful of, like, um, like having the final boss. Like, you're, you're the end going towards something you believe in, opposed to just a, a peaceful falling asleep. You know what I mean? I mean... There's part of us that yearn for the conflict. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I don't yearn for conflict at all. I I could I could go I, I, I could go my entire life with the most like just the like the the conflict that I need to get by on my you know is like oh I need to you know I don't know I need to do something responsible but I felt like doing something irresponsible instead like dumb I, shit I like just... that that like it's not it's not real conflict Especially not with like other people and shit like that. I definitely don't seek that out in any way. What did you mean when you said uh, that maybe it would be something more than just sleep? Like, what did that mean? I don't. I, that's what I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like I just I pictured more. I don't know. I, I try to think of like more, not even really exciting ways. Just something that's more than just. You just want pure pageantry, fanfare. <laughs> yep, yep. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to die during a. Uh, um, what's it called? A parade. See, <laughs> I picture play. it. No, I I picture I, something <laughs> more like where at least I'm awake and I'm aware of it, and I can like have I can have the waking moments of like. I don't know. As terrifying as it as it kind of sounds to think about, it, it's like. The knowing that, like, this is it and this, there's about to be a change, that part is interesting to me. The The pain of it all and whatnot is – that's a bit, you know, more more scary and whatnot. But the coming to terms with it part is both terrifying and and, and intriguing to me. I have a comment. Yes. But I picture it, right? Mm -hmm. The Pope has taken over all of Europe. 
right? <laughs> he he's invading the United States. The the, the, the the Catholic troopers are inbound to the Midwest. We take the high ground. The Pope is on on the tour of his dominated lands, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm aiming the RPG seven, and you're loading the rocket propelled grenade into the back, okay. and we're firing on the Pope as his snipers try to take us out, and and we die. Only after knowing we killed him. Okay. Come on. I mean, yeah, you it sounds sick. Want- it sounds dope. <laughs> it's also extremely hypothetical and I don't, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, but it's, it's just the root, the just the 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 little flicker, the ember of wanting it to mean something. Right. I, I, to the, me, what, what I'm picking up on is you want to build shit and you want to like. Tell your family the things you've learned before you pass fully peace on. You're a builder. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You want something peaceful. You want a little... You want uh, to share it with the, the few people in that circle. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking Master Chief out here. Just going for it. Looking, looking, for, uh, looking for the next war. See, I'm not. I'm not trying to Halo Three finish the fight. All right, but if I put a gun on a table, you're picking it up. Your touch. If no one's around, you're going to touch it. In in the in the in the during the Holy War, you mean? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. If I <laughs> if I drive down to your place tomorrow, I break in, I sneak out like a, a bandit, but I left my gun. There's no way you don't touch the gun. And there's no way, if no one's around, you don't aim it at something and go. Pew, pew. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, there's no way. I tell you, that's, that's literally the last thing I do with guns. <laughs> I've never, no, I've I, never done that with a real gun before, <laughs> other, other ne- than for shooting an actual target, <laughs> actually shooting bullets on a for real target. <laughs> See, I play with imaginary guns more than real guns. <laughs> well, you know, airsoft guns. But I know you feel the a, 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 a little bit of the piece of, like, it sounds like you're more drawn to building something peaceful that's sustainable, mm-hmm. that yeah. you can pass on. But it's, I know you feel an element of the wanting to, to, <laughs> to be affecting something. Affecting something, yeah, yeah. It all it doesn't have to be like a real fight, but even if it's just ideological, I mean, I guess so. You won't usually die from ideological. Sure, it doesn't have to be the I'm, actual. Well, that's death. what I'm talking about. Is the way I die. Yeah, but uh, it's all analogy. Like it could just be you slamming on your keyboard. You know, putting <laughs> uploading the last podcast episode before your you, your heart drops. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, a, yeah. I, I want to be I want to be conscious for that. I want to know it's coming, kind of thing. I, I I say I like the idea in a way that I probably won't like as much upon feeling it, and I'm aware of that. I'm sure the the final moments are you know when you know it's coming are much much more terrifying than that. Yeah. The 
the few people I've only seen a couple people die, but they they always look a lot more scared than you think they were gonna look. You know, it's Fair. it's it's everything stops. You know, no one's there to clear your hard drive and to, or to uh, to, <laughs> your d- to delete history. your yeah delete your browser history. <laughs> you know, no one's Nor no VPN. one's there to uh, or you know you can't. Do whatever dumb fucking thing you were planning. The one thing you were looking forward to this week, you're not going to be able to do kind of thing. Like the little shit like that, that like, you know, all, you know, whatever plans that you thought you had, like everything's, you can't even call, you know, someone and tell them like, Hey, I can't make it to that. You know, there's no, you know, what we got down to though, is the only reason this podcast works because the yin yang right like you mm-hmm. you want you want um sustainable peace and i, I want conflict like you the, want all out war <laughs> dude I, I yeah i'd really do i want a war worth fighting for though that's hey, the thing is there's there's no cause i was gonna say just hold your breath man it might be coming <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's nothing um it sucks not believing in anything. Yeah, that's the other part. Like, of it. it's, it's like sucks. it's so fucking stupid. There's not, and yeah, yeah. There's there's like the only the only leg up in the war. The only leg up in a, a you know a reason of why you might want to be involved part in it. A, yeah, part of it in any yeah. way is like this is fucking stupid. Just to end it, this is fucking stupid. Well, there's that's, no reasoning behind. No logical reasoning besides ego and shit. And that that's, I think, the, the base root of why people want to be a part of groups. Why people want to join a religion, a club, a, a group of friends, whatever. Like, we, you know, part, part of the zebra herd to blend so in. So they have a fire team when it all goes to shit? <laughs> that's part of it. <laughs> but but it's, it, it, it makes you a part of something bigger than yourself. And if you have the the want to like change things or stand for something if you don't believe in it much outside of yourself it makes it hard to to have that collective experience let let me throw this at you you know when it's becoming like being a part of something bigger than yourself that's what that translates in my head to me is people that are walking in a hallway alone but they want more people in their hallway with them. Yeah, hundred percent. And meanwhile, 100%. meanwhile, I'm here and everybody's in the hallway. We're all here. They might not realize it because they're not looking around them. But God, that's just we're all in so, my hallway. But it's so it it people who very, haven't listened to that episode and don't recognize like, don't know, realize what we're talking yeah, about means absolutely nothing. Fuck them. They're not. Really <laughs> all right, but it's so odd to me though because. Um, like fundamentally you believe even if you're on your own in life, everyone is in it with you. It's like you're in the hallway, but they have to be a mile back, but it doesn't matter because they're still there. Well, here's, here's here's another cool thing. Um, when, when you think about like, you know, we don't know what happens after you die. Right. But like there's, you know, if you're going by the logic side of it, then, you die and it's it and it's over with, right? So when you die, 
all of those other people are basically dead too. So the the idea of like yeah your your existence in that hallway is as essential if not more so than everyone else's ex- existence in that hallway. Say that one more time for me. Your existence in that hallway is as meaningful if not more meaningful than the existence of everyone else in that hallway. To have everyone else in that hallway, you need to be there. I get what you mean. Um, I like that. Part of what I'm running into, I'm feeling a little, little confusion of fundamental cores. Mm -hmm. Um, The want to be part of something bigger than ourselves is difficult. When you believe you're bigger than everything, like when you're a giant, right? Right. Like n- nothing's bigger than me. Fuck everyone else. They're nothing. I'm I'm the biggest one here. I'm the, I'm the fucking giant, which is like. Is that how you gr- feel? Um, I don't actually feel that big, but I do feel like that I am the giant. Fuck everything. Yeah. Else, burn the burn the landscape. I will stand above it. You're the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it that is a a tricky thing though because you don't get to to have that because there there isn't anything bigger. You know what I mean? I get that feeling from or the 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 part of you know feeling part of something greater. I get that from small stuff like I, you know, it's. Working at my the last couple of jobs where I get to like talk to my customers, um, mm-hmm. it's it's meeting new people, but it's also it's meeting new people from a position of power. You have come to me for a a good and a service. I am I am here because you need something from me, or you you're you're ser- seeking something from me. Um, so I'm in a position of power. So. Being there and meeting people that way is less taxing to me than it is um, meeting other people different ways. Because I, I have information that these people want. I have things and information that these people – that people are interested in and they're you know asking me for. So when I can readily supply that to a you know an open group of people, I feel like – I am part of something bigger in that way. I'm part of my community because I am am part of, you know, um, providing a service. Now, I do, I question you a bit because, I, like, I get that from my art. Like, if I'm feeling right. kind of shitty, I can scroll through um, my shitty art pages and I see people get enjoyment out of it or, like, share positive shit or like how it made them feel whatever and that's really cool like that's probably the closest genuine connection i get to to a bunch of people in those bursts at once so it's kind of fun to look back on or whatever if i'm feeling sentimental um but i i question for you and and for myself because i don't think um art 
definitely doesn't always meet that full expectation. Do, do you feel like that's really enough? Like the, especially in a, a works, like, do you feel like that is a fulfilling enough experience to, to meet your need to want to feel bigger than something? Because like, frankly, I feel like most of my life is avoiding being part of something any bigger than myself because I don't believe in anything bigger than myself. I don't believe in fucking any organized religion, any government or government right. thing, any political party. There's no cause I believe in that is that much greater than myself, but I still want like I would love to be part of something, but and I don't I feel it. I mostly feel the same way on that. And that's why like it is enough for me. Something that small that is you know, it's more in my imagination than it is a firm reality. Like, I am just – like, when you go to any store and you run it, even if it's a store, you know, that you just go in once and you never see again, I'm that person. And I'm getting a sense yeah. of community from that. It's for me that I make up in my head. Now, I do have, like, regular people that I see every week that come in, and that does make that feel more real intangible but it's just something for me that i have made up this connection this relationship with this that does fulfill the need of in my head of of being a part of something that or even like D night kind of thing um this podcast does it um because it's not just yeah, me it's that. you and me it's yeah, not just you know the D night is like you know Usually a few other people, yeah. even if they don't always fucking show up, you know, that's – it's enough of – those few things are plenty enough for me because like especially government stuff or like religious organizations, anything like that, I don't – I have no connection. I have no affiliation with and I, I don't – they definitely don't make me feel like – it's a, a, you know, a part of a community that I want to be involved in. So it just more and more feels, and I feel like this is where we might loop into a past conversation mm -hmm. a little bit, but it feels, um, I feel like I'm getting a, a better understanding of how you might feel or see the world. And it feels like you're really scoped out, like almost very zenny. More, more zen-ish than I may have initially thought because it feels like you're just kind of like at peace with however the fuck it is. Like you're, I'm just there's out a here way vibing, for, man. Yeah, there's a way for you, like even if it's in the small ways, to, to feel the amount of connection you need or the... Um, the amount of relationship, regardless of the distance, from from the people that you're you're in it with. Yeah, no, I mean it sounds about right. I, what's the point? How can you feel that? What's I the point of being here and doing this if it's all torture? If it's if it's if it's not I agree with that. if it's not beneficial to me in some way. If it's not, if I'm not finding the good things to look forward to if i have to be here anyways and i guess i don't have to be here but i'm choosing to be here um 
it's just remarkable how isolationist you are. You're like a, it, it. It would be like um, uh, an unprevously explored island that's never communicated with everybody, and then like the explorers finally show up and they talk to you, and you're like, "Hey, hey guys, I've I've just been chilling here. I, I mean, I knew <laughs> I, I knew I was part of the world. I knew you guys were out there. I just hadn't seen you yet. Don't really give a fuck." Yeah, I'm just vibing on my Sh- Shit's island, cool here right now, you know? And, and I, I can't so, imagine Sometimes, Sometimes that, shit's not cool here, and then I make it cool here instead, <laughs> and it's... Yeah, I don't it's, know. It, it's just... It's surprising for me that you can feel that while still feeling in it with 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 everything else, even if it's just the, the universe that... I, I feel There's like... There's a disconnect, I feel. It's what? I'm sorry. I feel a disconnect. Because yeah. these are like fundamental cores of, of thought processes or who we are. Like what, what we fundamentally believe in or, or how we see the world or who we are as a person. To feel like you're in a, a life hallway or path and in that even if the other people on this stupid rock or on the path, even if you don't see them, is is pretty remarkable to me. That that's something I would never feel. It's different uh different frequencies, bro. Yeah. Different uh different brain chemistry. I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's really it's, pretty. It brings just, me a a type of comfort in a way. And I'm, and I think part of it's also a logical thing for me where it's because it, it it does bring me great comfort to realize that we are just a hurtling dirt ball covered with mold going through a, a vast expanse. Mm-hmm. So part of that is in, that is involved with that is that whatever's here is also going through the same thing. You know, like every, you know, whether they're a, you know, a, um, a, a wealthy, you know, politician or a, uh, or a, a wealthy, you know, like a, a you know, business mogul or a, some kind of politician, a, like a, a large and controlled politician or someone who's, you know, a, a destitute and, and has nothing. We're all dealing with different shit, but it's in the same place. It's in the same you know, we ain't that far from each other. We're not that far disconnected to a point where we can be disconnected from each other, like on a perspective, like from each other's perspectives, but it's not, you know, we're, we all bleed the same. We all cry. We all shit. We all try to come sometimes. It's see, I, I we're all gross felt- animals. I I there I have felt intense con- connection to 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 that before, right? To everyone else, a larger consciousness than by myself, whatever. But I I cannot feel that naturally. And I honestly I don't think I think a lot of people think they do and they don't. I to me I find it I just I do really find it slightly remarkable. Because I think you feeling that way, being how you are, is more genuine than than 
most people saying they feel that way. Because I, I feel like a lot of people say that, and they, there's no fucking way. And you can tell by their actions. I will by, say, by I, it's definitely not something I actively think about on a regular basis. I think about it more I, often when I we talk about shit like this, and it comes up in yeah. conversation. But it, it it's more of just like a subconscious passive thing in the back. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Okay. It's, it's, it just seems like it works well for you that way. I'm pretty fucking chilling great, so. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I can't get that naturally, and I wonder how much of that is. Yeah, your world, your worldview seems dark. It seems, it seems depressing and I don't like it. Yeah. But it, I've had, (laughs) I've, dude, I've had this conversation in therapy a lot, and I, but it's one of those things, like, I you can't out logic it like it some parts of how you perceive things or feel are are so I don't even feel like it's because you know in therapy settings it's always like oh it's been so uh cemented or like built in to how you think Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine it different but I do feel like there's parts of us that just are our true nature feeling. Yeah, that, absolutely. There is like, it's... if I alter my brain chemistry the right ways, I can feel love and connection to everyone. If I really pretend or try or put myself through the right experiences, I can feel the hallway and the people in it, but I can't. And I can even like say, I think that way or pretend I think that way or just live that way. But I can't genuinely, at, at my most honest, feel that in my daily life right. or, or believe that to be. Yeah, like it's, it's brain chemistry. It's a different – it's a way that you're built. But there's still – you know, there is a, a point where you can – you recognize that we are – you know, like we've discussed, like we still have similar motivations. We all still – Get sad about shit. We still definitely, you know, still feel. feel we still feel things. That's why, like the the, you know, psychopathy kind of thing. The or the you know, uh, sociopath kind of thing, where you don't feel those emotions. It's such a taboo. It's such a strange thing that you know we talk about it because it is so very unhuman. Un or uh, you know, un. I want to say unhuman because that's sounds demeaning in a way I didn't mean it to. It's so very uncommon amongst humans that it's it catches our attention more. Um and it, not at all to say that you are in by any means, you know, uh, a sociopath, but that that you you don't you're not passively thinking of the maybe you're not passively thinking of the relationship that we share it's selfishness and i i think i think a lot of people are similar it may manifest differently but i think it's hard for us to feel each other i think some philosophers some uh psychiatrists would call that less of selfishness more of a it, it maybe it is a selfishness but maybe it's it's rooted in more of a defense mechanism of you're you're looking out for number one and that mixed with a uh 
predetermined brain chemistry just translates differently in you than it does in me? Well, I still think we should go to war. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like playing with the the fundamental thoughts. I I feel like um they're slightly changeable over long times, but there's parts of us and they like we can believe it is something and be wrong, mm-hmm. but I do think there's parts of of all of us that are like a, like if we're like a stone with flesh wrapped around, you know what I mean? Like there's part I guess of so, us. Kind of. <laughs> there's part of us that is inherently the way it is, and then we can alter how how that manifests or what we do with it. What we right. do with that, yeah, the muscles and meat to like affect the world. But there's part of us that always is, or always at least feels certain ways that we can we can chip or crack a little bit but it there's an element yeah so that we can't change what we do but we can't always completely change who we are either right i was gonna say you know in in relating that to um you know you're talking about your temper before and like i i i i specified earlier that you can't change how you can't change what other people do, but you can change how you react to it. Some people yeah. more easily than others. And and that's a specific example of Definitely. you, you can control the way that you act and what you do in certain situations. It might be more difficult for you to react to certain things or to control the way that you react to certain things than others than other people would. Um, and, and on a different note, you might be better equipped to handle, you know, grief or handle certain things that maybe I don't, or maybe I'm not as well equipped to handle because of that different brain chemistry. And it might just be something that maybe I don't, you know, maybe something that we're not, we haven't discussed or that I'm not aware of yet that I don't see in myself or Maybe it's something that doesn't come up as often, like like I said, like grief or something like that. That's like not a a constant. Not a I guess the anger is not a constant, but you know it's a more prevalent feeling that is more normal to happen than grief. I don't know, ma'am. Yin yangs, yin and yangs. I wish we had a final boss we could battle together, though. <sighs> I can um fucking Bowser. Yeah. Well, when we go to war, we're bringing this army of cats with me. We have all these fucking stray cats in our that are hanging out in our backyard and my mom's been putting out food for them. <laughs> and uh cuz well at first it started because she had a bunch of food that she had bought for her cat that he was allergic to. Um so she started putting it out for them. And you know, also it's cold and like, but we see all these kitty tracks in the snow all the time. So it was like, just give them something. And sure enough, they come in, you know, and they, they fill up in the morning and they get their, they get their, you know, their bellies all full. 
And then, you know, we don't see them till the next day or sometimes later on that night. But there's multiple. There's like five of them now that we see. And they're one of them. We That's why they tell you not to feed straight cats. Well, yeah, exactly. In Detroit. Well, we, 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 had, we had seen them all individually anyways. But like now that they're, they're all aware of the food center. Yeah. And um, yeah. one of them, I'd never saw a collar on before, but my mom got a picture of him and it looks like he's got a collar on. So mm. hopefully he's got a home where you can sleep yeah. and go when it gets warm. But otherwise, you know, we're just these are our cats. Hey, you know, that's, these are that's these are our cool. outdoor cats. And as long as you know they're, I'm sure they're keeping away the mice and the rats and shit for us, and they're they're doing their part. They got their little bed I made out in the garage. I don't know if anyone has actually used it yet. I haven't fucked with that yet. Well, it's a cool, purposeful side quest. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll train they, them. We'll armor them up and train them for battle. Yeah, and they <laughs> they get a they get to come to your your nice island every once in a while. Yeah. Eat, some, eat some coconuts and catch some <laughs> island vibes before going out into the craziness of the world. <laughs> That's how I like to think about it. Fuck yeah, man. Well, um, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. that's probably a good place to call it. Like so, um, next week, something different. We have we're uh, part of the reason we talked about change is we've just been playing with some ideas, and uh, you guys will you'll, you'll see it as we figure things out. But uh, all all good stuff ahead. Um, I I liked I, I like these conversations because if I forget we're talking, and it also um, you forget we're know. being recorded. I forget I'm talking too. I, I don't know who's. To- <laughs> Someone's speaking. I'm just listening. I'm just chilling, <laughs> preparing my weapons for war. Damn right, sharpen the battle axe. <laughs> Who we fight again doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. Thanks again. Ourselves. Yeah. It's the greatest. Foe <laughs> it's, of our, all. it's ourselves. <laughs> it's constant struggle. I am the boss at the end. <laughs> the final boss is you all along. It's me. That's what death is, right? That's how, uh, isn't that how Silent Hill 3 ended? Doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) Sounds right. (laughs) That's exactly how it ended. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Thank you, John. I will, uh, whenever you get it all figured out, John is starting uh, a little independent record label. Ooh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's More what's on up. That sometime. Yeah. Uh, make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast on Instagram for news and art from the show. Uh, also, check out Facebook for the memes. For the memes, if you are so bored you want to go to war, you can check out my shitty art on Instagram at Skyzix, S K Y Z A C X. Finally, got something new up there that I, I, I like a lot the gold one. Yeah, I really like that piece. I'm, uh, I'm definitely considering that for a, a strong front runner for. Um, one of my jacket back pieces. I got that one in. It's a bigger than normal size, so it would print big Dope. pretty well, I think. But uh, yeah, work on some new stuff. Very excited. Um, um, next week we're probably talking about the derealization, some, depersonalization. Some demented brain disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that'll go on. That'll go well with. Also, we talked about some dissociation this week. That'll be. Yeah, pepper it in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. Go fast, eat trashy.